This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, my friends. It's me. It's your boy, Craig. Craig, if you're American. Not sure if there's another country that says it incredibly differently. But I'll take Craig. Craig. Whatever you want to call me. Just call me anything. Call me names if you want. Back with another episode. Maybe my favourite episode ever. Why is it my favourite episode ever? Because it's with Mario Duplantier from Gojira. If you like my band or my drumming, you'll know all I do is simply copy what he does and change it a little bit. So nobody notices and thinks I'm clever, but actually he's clever. I admit that on this podcast. Before we get into how great this podcast is and the podcast itself, I want to talk to you and stay where you are. Don't go, don't swipe. Like this isn't going to, it's not going to be a little, oh, I'm going to sell you a mattress. I'm going to sell you some stuff, right? But I promise you, you want it. And I promise you, it relates to what we got going on in the podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you, as ever, by Displate. Displate make metal posters, as in they're literally made of metal. But funnily enough, they also make posters that are about metal, as in metal bands. Like this lovely Gojira one I'm holding here. Got this lovely Fortitude one. Again, lovely matte finish. Now, because they're metal, they're mounted on the wall... With magnets, you don't have to drill anything. Don't get me wrong, I can do daddy stuff, right? Drilling holes in walls, but I don't want to be going around drilling loads of holes in my walls. They've got a Gojira store. We did a Downbeat store. A Marvel store. They've got Call of Duty. They've got literally anything you could possibly search for. They've got it in there, right? Not only that, for every display that you buy, they plant a tree. And they've planted 18 million trees in Africa through people buying displays. And with the code DOWNBEAT, you get a whopping 27% off any one to two displays. If you buy three to four displays, you get 37% off. I'm not a mathematician, but that's like nearly all of it or something. Don't forget to check out the downbeat store because we've got cool designs code downbeat applies to all designs across the store you can mix and match you're still going to get 27 percent off or 37 percent off display.com i always wanted to know how to play the guitar it's not an ad for that right if you remember that ad it's not an ad for that stay with me it's the same ballpark are you a guitarist you've managed to get this far you've managed to get through the military grade anti-guitarist systems at the downbeat and i feel like it's only fair that i give you an offer for that the lovely people at neural dsp are giving listeners of the downbeat podcast a whopping 30 percent off that's 30 with an f 30 percent off any of their plugins so you can plug your guitar in and sound like anyone from gojira to pliny Tim Henson, Tom Morello, you want to sound like Stray? Load that one up. There's a nolly pack. If you're listening to this podcast, you know all these people. You want to get that tone straight out of the box or you can fiddle with it. I've been doing some fiddling. I don't even play the guitar. It's making me sound good. So look forward to my side project. Don't know what that's going to be. Not only do you support the podcast, but you support the wonderful people at Neuron bringing these plugins and they are wonderful people. Side note, got pretty hammered with them at NAMM. 30% off 
any plugin at neuraldsp.com, excluding new releases until 90 days after they've released. The code is downbeat. That's downbeat at neuraldsp.com. Let's get back to the show. Are you still here or have you skipped? If you skipped, I'm so annoyed. In fact, if you skipped, you don't even, you don't know this bit. Now you've definitely skipped. So I'm probably talking to about four of you right now. What's that lovely hoodie that you're wearing? A lovely, you know, heavyweight hoodie without drawstrings with an embroidered Downbeat logo and the Downbeat clothing line. Where'd you get that from? And where does it ship from? I got it from www.thedownbe.at. So it spells Downbeat. If you go to the US store right now, or you can just go to us.thedownbe.at. So it spells Downbeat. You've got the new line. We got... The Slam Collection, sweatpants, two normal pockets, two zip pockets, oversized embroidered hoods, no drawstrings, heavyweight, two heavyweight oversized t-shirts, an insanely good crew neck, Uh, all the money, other than the cut that the merch company gets, all the money from that goes to me. God, this is a lot of plugs, isn't it? Let me try and speed it, ramp it up a little bit. If you don't want to give me money or Gojira money or plant trees in Africa because you're an evil person, you might want to go to patreon.com forward slash the downbeat and give me one pound, just one pound. That's all it is. Basically, you just give me a quid. And that means that I can get people like Mario Duplantier from Gojira on here. And I can get better lenses so everything looks really nice. I hope you like how nice this episode looks because I edited it myself because I can't afford to pay an editor. If you don't want to buy trees for Africa, you don't want to look cool for me, and you don't want to support me by giving me a pound, but you're watching or listening to this, and you're still here, press subscribe on whatever you're watching it on. That's all I ask, and that is the bare minimum you can do, and there is a hierarchy, and I like you less than all of the other people that did the other stuff. My guest this week is Mario Duplantier, my favourite drummer in the world of Gojira. It was wisdom hours. The most insane wisdom. The man is inspirational. I went away... Since that episode was recorded, I have played the drums every single day. Even if you're not a drummer, you still need to listen to it. But if you are a drummer, it is wisdom, knowledge, inspiration... He put it off for two years because he said his English was bad. His English is great. Such a nice guy. I saw him rip in the evening. The set list was incredible. Just, just the best. Just the best guy and the best band. If you don't know Gojira, then don't even listen to my podcast. Don't do anything. Stop. Go listen to Gojira. And then listen to this. It's Mario Duplantier on the Downbeat Podcast. Mario Duplantier. Yeah, that's me. Thank you so much for coming on the Downbeat. Finally. You are <laughs> by far the most requested guest. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Because it started as just a drum podcast. Okay. And then it sort of branched out to people who were drummers, and now it's just people who are heavy, into heavy music. Yeah. But still, mostly drummers. Okay. And they mostly want you. Wow. So much pressure. 
<laughs> How is the tour? It's great, man. It's uh, it's the beginning of the tour, so we uh, we've done three shows uh, for now, and it's it's fantastic. It's a, it's a new uh, set list, you know. Yeah. Um, a few songs from the past, a bit challenging to play as well. So, um, you know, for now, we are on that uh, concentration uh, mode, I would say. You know, very focused on uh, being tight and uh, precise, uh, working on the flow between songs, yeah. you know, all that uh, things. I heard a rumor, <clears throat> The Art of Dying is back in the set. Yeah, it's back. Oh, back in the set. Is that one of the ones that you're talking about being difficult? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a difficult song, yeah, for sure. It's crazy, but it's it's a gr it's a great challenge for me because, um, as you know, my the way I play drums change through the time, and um, the other thing um, is is typically a song I, I wanted to uh, create when I was twenty twenty five years old. You know, that was really um, a true ambition of mine is to push the limit of technique. Even yeah. nowadays, we know drummers of incredibly technical so but back in the day um i thought it was pretty technical <laughs> yeah um, i mean it is <clears throat> yeah it is it is so so it feels great you know it's um it, it has to be um i have I have to be concentrate a lot is it is that the hardest song for you in the set uh yeah for sure because it combines um, the technical patterns at the beginning of the song and then the fast uh, part um, in the second uh, half of the song, you know. So, um, and um, <clears throat> now the new songs, I mean, the, the songs uh, from the previous album, like Magma and Fortitude, are not so fast. So, um, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I've, I've read interviews with you <clears throat> And I've seen interviews where you, and even when I, I think I DM'd you when Fortitude came out and was like, bro, it's amazing. And then you were like, ah, oh, I really, I laid back to let the riffs breathe. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> you didn't really, because grind on Fortitude is yeah. crazy. Yeah. The sale on Magma, crazy. Mm -hmm. I think, I think you think you're going less technical, but above, you're still above other people yeah you know it's it's um it's very important to um to create other band you know so um magma and fortitude it was just a, um, a demand from the band to uh, to have a certain direction it was something very natural and um, because we have so much respect for each other and um, sometimes I wanted to to go crazy, but I, I found it was like not appropriate, you know, because yeah. just Jean Michel, Christian, and Joe felt differently, you know. So, as a band, we have to be coherent and we have to listen to each other and uh, we have to uh, create this vibe together. So, it's not really that I wanted to lay back or I, I'm lazy. It's it's most I, I try to create with my bandmates what's what we want to create together, you know. So. Um, yeah, because I would love in the next album maybe to go uh, more technical, you know. I'm, I'm thinking about it, but uh, let's see. Let's see together. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. How old are you now? 41. I remember reading, like, I'm a big Mario fan, by the way. I think I remember reading in a drum magazine that you worried about how hard your parts are getting older. <clears throat> of course, you know. Is there anything you can't play? Because I have songs that I used to be able to play and I just can't play them anymore. 
Yeah, songs like All the Tears or um, Esoteric Surgery or <clears throat> very ambitious. So I think I can play all the songs. It's it's just my uh, mindset uh, changed a little bit. So I'm I'm not. Um, I want to challenge myself in a different way. Um, I'm very focusing on the the melody of the drums now, and uh, you know the space between the ghost notes, um, the groove. It's it's a bit cliche to say that, but uh, it's I, I truly think that my main concern is uh, how to be as groovy as possible right now. And my legs are not like the priority like in the past. You know, I, I just wanted to uh, to be very, very efficient on my legs. You know, the yeah. groups of knots starting with the left feet and the right and um, um, uh, challenging myself all the time with the lower part of my body, like the legs. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm more concerned about the, the top, you know, so... Um, really, how I can uh, fucking groove, yeah, as much as possible. Do you do you find? Because <clears throat> I've seen your practice. You, yeah, you still practice your legs a lot. What yeah. what is the? <clears throat> what's your average practice routine for 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 everything? But I mean, how many times a week is it? Just before tour. Um, so um, that's a good question because uh, there is not really a routine because of all this intense touring uh, schedule uh, also I have a personal life with a family and kids so um, uh, when I'm not on tour uh, I really be, need to be present for my um, um, family yeah. and the logistic with kids it's, it's really demanding and because uh, when I'm on tour I'm doing nothing for my family when I'm home I'm doing uh, as most as I can, you know. So I'm I'm bringing the kids to school, and I'm doing so. I'm all over the place all the time, yeah. and I have less time to work to practice. But still, because I'm a very disciplined person, because I, I really think if you want to be a good drummer or a good musician in general, you have to keep a discipline. If you lose this discipline, you fucked. So yeah. uh, even if I have a busy days uh, with the, the family logistic, I always try to spend at least two hours in the practice room every day. Except we can. <laughs> so uh, I was expecting you to say, okay, so maybe I'll wait two weeks before a tour. So even with family stuff, two hours a day. Oh yeah, it's it's my work. I, I'm always saying to my family, okay, now I'm going to practice. You know, that's my only Stop, rule. Stop, children. <laughs> practice time. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know they understand because they they see me touring a lot and uh, p playing bigger bigger venues and uh, I just uh, want to be good you know good for the people who come to see Gojira I want uh, they pay a ticket I want them to experience experience something uh, strong you know and powerful and and if I lose this discipline it's not good some drummers I know they don't practice a lot and they are fucking good and I don't understand I'm the same I need to practice I yeah. have to yeah yeah what about you probably thank you no one asked me questions uh, I'm probably the same I yeah this I think 2020 to 2022 yeah. when the pandemic was just finishing i stopped practicing quite as much but now yeah. i'll do three hours that's amazing like yeah three times a week maybe four that's times great a week. yeah so i mean yeah i think it's a perfect as soon as you you uh you you uh, cross a step like one hour practicing if you go over that it's it's 
so good. Yeah, that's so where good. you get the good your mindset, the muscle, yes. muscle, mind, muscle connection. Yeah, yeah. But for me, a perfect day of work would be uh, uh, f- four or five hours per day, but not crazy. Like um, you do one hour of um, only double bass. So that's very important for me. Only double bass. That means. So, like what? Just. For an hour. Um, it depends. Teach me. Teach me how to be good. No, 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 no. No, but I mean, every drummer has different technique. Um, for example, during the From Master Series period back in 2005, for example, my routine, I had few exercises. Um, and I was practicing these exercises every day. So it was group of, groups of notes, starting with the left foot. So the art of dying basically uh, was born with this kind of exercises. So I switched... Uh, the beginning of groups of notes with the right and the left. So it's tagadagan, kadagadam, tagadagam, kadam, tagan, tagan. Just to train myself to go left and right, you know, starting groups of notes with yeah. both feet, like the heaviest matter of the universe, for example. So it's starting with the left. Second groups of notes start with the left. That was another kind of exercises I created, like toxic garbage is the same. See, I learned that one once. Yeah. And I I ended up doing that because I was trying to lead with the right. Yeah. But that needs to be the left. Exactly. That's all these riffs started with my uh, routine of practice just by myself and I need to be alone I, I don't practice with you guys I'm, I just need to be just focusing on the drums and listen to the kicks uh, and then um, I have an endurance uh, routine it is one hour straight just uh, triplets like I started with 170 BPM, for example. So, and I accelerate a little bit, but I try to um, stay as long as possible. One like, hour. One hour. Sometimes I stop. Is you know, I stop for a few seconds or just I adjust my metronome and I go back to it. It's not like um, one hour straight and I, you know, with no blank. No, it's not that. It's, it's truly um, for one hour, I need my muscle to feel the ribbon, it, it's really between the, the relation with the pedal. I, yeah. I try to find the perfect relation. Then, if you do this every day, when you're live, you just have your muscle memory working. It's just when you go for it, it works by himself because you practice so much. Yeah. You know? It's something like this. you know. So, um, so right now, um, this past month, for example, I was doing just a one-hour endurance. Not so much all the groups of notes and crazy exercises. I was really doing the endurance uh, things. And when um, I'm able to practice four or five hours, I, now I really love to jam, just sit uh, behind my drums and play without nothing no in music. mind. Yeah, no, just just jamming. Just, you know... Is that where some of the solo stuff comes from, some of the solo videos? Yes. And I, I'm finding a lot of ideas like this. So it's it's truly a good exercise. So sometimes um, I'm playing drums and I feel like, oh, shit, I will go home. You know, it's, yeah. it's nonsense. But I, I, I'm, I'm, um, it's an obligation for myself. I stay behind the drums, even if I'm bored. Or, or sometimes I just take a break, coffee, go back to it. It's just shit. You, know, like, you just jam. Yeah. But if you push this exercise, at some point in 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes after that, something coming, a good idea. 
And then I'm using this idea for the next song, for example. But yeah. I, I force myself to stay behind the drums. You know? Nice. Yeah. Dedication. Yeah. Is, is that how... One of, one of my questions... I don't even have to look at my notes today because I want to talk to you so much. <laughs> uh, is that how Gojira songs are often written? By Does it start with something you've been jamming? And then... Um, as I say, there is no really routine, even the writing process. But um, back in the days, uh, it's true that we were um, really a rhythmic band. You know, yeah. so I would say a lot of exercises come from me, and I played the, the, the part into the guys. And I say, hey guys, what about we do a riff like a and you just like fucking, um, yeah, why not? You know, so. Um, but now it's it's a bit different because it's more about the songs and um, um, the vibe, you know, the yeah. um, the emotion into the riffs. So, um, but I would say most of the songs are written by uh, my brother and I, Joe yeah. and me. So uh, it's um, yeah. Was um, did remembrance the end of remembrance exercise exercise? Yeah, <clears throat> the first time I ever saw you live. 2006 mm. download festival oh yeah you replaced mastodon mm -hmm. i was so excited to see mastodon i didn't know who gojira was and i was like oh i'll go see what this band <laughs> is and i walked in as you played remembrance and i just went what the fuck oh it yeah was, oh man cool. it was unbelievable <clears throat> and then i was like hooked i think that Thank was you, the mars to Sirius tour and mm. i was just if anyone doesn't know like and i you know what i love I love that as you've got older, you progressed as a band, you've mm -hmm. got a massive catalogue. Was yeah. it six, six albums or? Yeah, seven albums. Seven yeah. albums. So you kept the end of Remembrance. Yeah, Just exactly. Like, you don't have to play the whole song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we, we prove something, you know. Um, we don't have to prove anymore, you know. it's um, Now their music is crazy. I'm listening to all these new bands and there is breakdowns everywhere. So yeah. Even the, the end of Remembrance is, sounds like a bit uh, obsolete, you know, compared to what we can hear right now. Uh, you know, fucking Lorna Shore, for example, yeah. all the breakdowns, it's a, what? <laughs> so um, it seems like a vintage, a little bit. Um, um, uh, what I'm saying is um, back in the 90s and uh, early uh, 2000, uh, yeah, we, we had our role in this kind of rhythmic stuff. But I feel like now today uh, the music is uh, is going so far, so we don't ha we don't want to prove anything else, or yeah. you don't want we don't want to compete, or uh, it's not our role, you know. We just uh, uh, try to exist as a band and have something to say and um, be artistically uh, interesting, you know. Uh, but yeah, we evolved a lot. Yeah, but coming out with that in two thousand six, like I don't think you meant to touch on this, but it was like no one was doing. The technical breakdown yes. in 2006. Everyone was going, like, yeah. You're right. You're right. Sugar was doing, mm -hmm. you know, quite technical, yeah. amazing stuff, but weird noises. Like, everyone's doing weird noises now. The Gojira pick scrape yeah. is, <laughs> is like a whole genre of music. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has it. Every band that I know. Yeah, we, we can hear it. it and it's it feels great, man. We're so happy about it. You know, it's. Uh, um, we let Mark in this uh, it's kind of music and it's great. We feel um, very humble and very... Um, it's it's great. Every time I hear like this kind of Gojira noise, I'm happy. 
you know? Yeah, that's, that's cool. There is no anger, no like frustration. It's it's only holy shit. That's cool, man. Amazing. So that's great. Amazing. I, and I I honestly, I can't really think of another another thing in music in heavy music which is so trademarked. Yeah, I can't. Me- Meshuga did did great too. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, true. Um, but I mean, like just one noise. Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. Uh, yeah. TM trademark <laughs> trademark noise. Do you? Before I forget this question, because this is something that I need to know for my own brain. Do you play to a click live? Not all the songs. Few I of them. I knew it. I knew it. Oh some- yeah, yeah. No, we we love the movement. Uh, as I told you, we are old school band. You know, we grew up listening to Metallica and uh, Pantera, Sepultura. So we we still have this vibe. We're we are a bit allergic to uh, new technologies. Yeah. We try our best to be on page, but. Um, um, it's not easy for us to follow what's going on. You know, everyone is playing with samples, clicks, and all that shit. So um, I love to play with clicks Me because too. I feel um, it's a it's it's an amazing way to uh, understand where you at during the show. If you're going too fast or too slow, when um, you put it on and it's it's like that must be wrong, and then you check it exactly. But I actually love it when I play, for example, "Born for One Thing," the first song of the of the set. I'm playing with clicks, so. If I have a lot of adrenaline, it sounds so slow, like like yeah. this. And I, what the? F- it's because so now I, I I can understand that my heart is going too fast. So it's a good way for me to readapt the rest of the set, you know. And on the opposite way, it's the same. If it feels too fast, it means that I'm a bit tired. So I will I will need to push for it during the show. Yeah. So it's it's an amazing way to uh, understand and find a good balance, you know. For me, I, f- I feel like I'm the same. If I have a song, we're the same. We we have eighty percent of the set is on click, okay. and there's twenty percent not on click. And I love the click songs yes. more because it's just like you got safety like stabilizers on your bike. I'm like Absolutely. I'm not gonna run away. Yeah. And then, like you said, if it if your adrenaline's up and the click is like, yeah. But it, it, I go into like matrix mode where I'm like, I, ha- I have all this time yes. to go. Brrr, like it's so easy. It's but it, so easy. It's, that's my goal is to have adrenaline to each show, but it's not the case anymore because we are playing so much. So on, on some important shows, I have a lot of adrenaline. Uh, but there is no rule. I don't know about you, but sometimes you play a small place and you have a lot of adrenaline. But um, I'm, look- I'm looking for this. I love that yeah. the slow motion idea of yeah. your body is going too fast and uh, it seems very slow. I love that because of the double bass because yeah. it's, it's easier. It makes it so much easier. Yeah, but I've been looking for it too. I've been trying to bottle it and I can't. I used to think it was oh, I just need a really good night's sleep, but then I'll I'll have a bad night's sleep. Yeah, have not eaten enough, and then I'll play amazing. Yeah, or I'll have a yeah. I'll have a great night's sleep, great meal. Two hours before we play, everything's fine. Play like shit. <laughs> yeah. Really hard. That's Yeah, it's very, very tough. Yeah, you're right. Do you have a particular <clears throat> warm-up routine before you play? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, as, I, as I told you, I'm, I'm very disciplined, so um, every day is the same routine. Uh, you were talking about um, um, sleeping and eating uh, I think it's one of the most important things for me. It's drinking a lot of water during the day. So I, I started this morning, for example, because I'm playing tonight. So 
having a light lunch, you know, around noon. And if I play at 9.30, I try to eat four hours before. Um, a light meal, no red meat, no nothing, something light, you know. How light? Uh, How light are we talking? What's it? What's I mean, one? rice and beans, or a little bit of fish, maybe. Or if you're vegan, you can just have a, you know, a, a bit of tofu with pasta, you know, something or a salad. But uh, at least you need like a quinoa or rice, something like yeah. this, you know. Um, and and keep drinking water. And um, if I can take a nap before the show, I, I'm doing it as well. Uh, how close to two the- hours before um, I'm trying to wake up two hours before the show uh, not like 20 minutes before the show yeah I know some people that are like that I can't remember who I had someone on the podcast and they were like oh, sometime- oh it was Matt Gasker oh Matt yeah Matt Gasker was like oh yeah I'll, I'll have a nap and then come out of my nap and go straight to stage wow Okay. That's the secret. I mean, it's a good reset <laughs> for the brain, the yeah. nap, you know. It's it's like a new day after that. Um, then, um, yeah, what can I tell? A, a, a little bit of stretch. Now, uh, now I'm, I'm trying to incorporate the stretch uh, in my life because um, I'm as I'm turning 41 years old, I, I, I feel like my body needs some uh, stretch a lot. Yeah. So I'm doing 10 minutes of stretch uh, before the show and then I'm warming up for 45 minutes straight. You know, so I'm going like few paradiddles, double bass, like slow. Do you have pedals set up? Yes, I have everything. Practice. So I have kit. two uh, two pedals with a uh, actually the touch um, tamag. Oh, the, kit. the true true touch. Exactly, I have this. One. So I have both of my kick, uh, snare, and three toms. Oh wow! Like yeah. a full setup. Exactly. So that's amazing because you can just rotate a little bit, turn um, on the right and go back to the center. Warm you can, you up a little bit. Exactly. And then uh, my goal is to um, be able to go fast, you know, like... So usually I put my metronome at uh, 2.06. That's my goal specific. to... Yeah, so specific. <laughs> and I try to um, uh, be able to play that tempo easily. And then... When I feel that my legs are um, running by themselves, I'm I'm good to go on stage. Interesting. So. That's weird because I weird in a good way because I got a warm up because I went, I never used to warm up and then as I'm getting older I was getting worse on stage and then my friend Alex Rudinger gave me his warm up and it's very similar to that. Ah, okay. Just basic hand parallel stuff yes. and then the feet. You get to like 200 and you just want to be able to just sit there and just go. Exactly, exactly. Sitting on your phone doing whatever, but still just, Absolutely. just going. And then when I get that, and, you, and then I don't know about you, but I leave it like maybe I'll finish that and then 15 min- minutes later I'll go on stage. I don't know when, when does your warm-up end and the stage um, start? Five minutes before. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I need to burn, you know, I need to sweat and... Uh, actually, the other guys complain because I'm, I'm sometimes I'm, I'm smell not so good because I'm already sweating and they're all like just like you know because they don't practice like me before you know they're yeah. warming back but not so much I'm the only it's one so, so hard being a drummer uh, because so much to do <laughs> man but but they get it you know they uh, they are super uh, respectful but now I have my own room to practice because it was annoying for them so uh, and I, I totally get it I feel the pain I feel you the know pain. what I mean yeah so because we pl- we we are playing bigger venue I, I'm able to have one room for me right now not every day but sometimes so um. It's it's great. So I go I go full force, and when I'm on stage, I'm already sweating. 
Wow. That's my goal. Yeah. And then how long is the set? Matt, it's one hour, hour 40. 40. Hour 45. Yeah, it's a long set, yeah. Plus the warm-up. Plus the warm-up. So On it's... two light meals. Yeah. Do you have a heavy meal afterwards? <laughs> oh, yeah, after the show, yeah. Yeah, what's that? I mean, it, it can be a burger. It can be, you oh, know, like okay. uh, just um, uh, a normal meal. But yeah, every time we have some food, and Matt is doing a, an amazing job in the assist, assisting us. So uh, after every show, yeah, we have a meal. I, yeah. It's a shame it's a Wednesday because on that street that the venue's on, there's a place called Lotus Vegetarian Cuisine. And it's like, it's like, New York style Chinese food, but it's all vegan. Ah, wow! And it's closed. Wow. Sorry, but yeah. it's great. You could next have time. That. You could <laughs> have that. Uh, do you drink at all? Um, not on tour. Um, Zero. Be- before a day off. Before a day off, I have one or two beers. Uh, I love to drink. I really love, you know, wine. I love yeah. beers. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like um, most of people, but um, I don't have problem with alcohol. Mm. You know. Um, Honestly, there is a lot of um, uh, struggle and problem with alcohol in this kind of... Uh, oh, it's crazy. Uh, so I'm, I'm lucky because I don't have a problem with this. Um, I'm, I can um, truly um, find the limits. Mm. But it's tough, you know. And I'm surrounding by alcohol all day long, so as you uh, probably... You're so, so. But you're so bored as well. It's like... yeah. But uh, but I don't want to fucked up, you know. It's I just need to drink water for the people coming to the show because I have a respect for people in general. So I have a respect for the fans and uh, who bought the tickets and 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 I think I have a respect for myself because I, I want to perform good, you know. Uh, again, I know some Germans who drink a lot and they play godly, see, you know. See, I <laughs> I need like a couple before I play. Oh, okay. Because you know the. I mean, that sounds like I have a problem. I don't have a problem. No, but no, like, no. The thing you were talking about with your heart going. If I just have like two beers, I'm good. Okay, cool. Or one margarita. That's it. Wow. Like <laughs> sometimes I push the margaritas too much, but there's nothing worse. It's like a nightmare if you've drank too much and then you have to play a show. Yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. So I'm such a party pooper, and uh, you you will probably be shocked, but in 25 years. Uh, I think I went once on stage having one drink before, but just once in 25 years. So I'm such a party pooper. Well, no, you're, that's kind of inspirational, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 um, I, I cannot con- uh, lose control before going on stage. I'm the one also in the band who has the most the anxiety. How do you call it? The, yeah. the track um, anxiety. I mean, on stage, what is the name for the... Stage fright. Exactly. I'm the one in the band who's always a bit like nervous. The three other guys are like Buddhism, like crazy, relaxed and super chill. The yeah, three other they guys... don't have to go... Exactly. Exactly. I wish I could play bass. Yeah, man. We don't care. They don't have triggers on the strings, you know? Ah, Speaking of triggers... Sample triggered kick with a bit of microphone, or are you just microphone? Depending on the, the tools, depending on the tools, but on that run, we just have triggers, yeah, yeah, but, on, uh, the, on this one, yeah, for the kicks, yeah, only the kicks, of course. I actually, your drum tech 
if you still have the same guy, I can't uh, remember. It's Dave, Dave Price. Yeah, he, he taught me because I came up to your, I didn't meet you. That festival that I ran up to you and was like, Mario, and just, I was punished you very slightly. Oh, I um, don't remember that. I yeah. spoke to your drum tech, good. I spoke to your drum tech and I was like, how's, how's those drums tuned? How does Mario tune those drums? And he was like, and I've tuned my drums like this ever since, like finger tight and then just like, a little bit up from finger tight. Yeah. They're yeah. so loose. It's crazy. So loose. But, you know, uh, we had an um, uh, important uh, conversation with the, the front of house sound engineer and he said, maybe you need to tune it a little bit um, up. So um, it's been like uh, two years that uh, the toms are a bit higher now. Really? Yeah. But it's funny because yesterday we went back to a lower <laughs> tuning because the set is so metal, yeah. you know, there is so uh, fast song, so we thought it's it's maybe better to have a lower tuning on the toms for these songs. So I'm excited. Yeah. I can't, what kit are you playing? Oh, you know what? It's a shame. We should probably stress. Joe was going to come, but he is on vocal rest, which is, I was surprised he was going to come in the first place anyway. Yeah, he needs to uh, rest his vocals. Uh, the set is very long. It's uh, the beginning of the, um, of the tour and he's um, already um, a bit like, ah. Yeah, know? and he doesn't so. need to do an hour and a half of extra stuff. Exactly. But it's kind of cool because we can talk about drums a lot. So <laughs> I couldn't have said this question, like, what kit have you got? What kit are you playing on this run? Um, the Star Classic. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, um, Tama is, is fantastic. You know, I have a lot of different um, uh, kits everywhere. I have so many of them that I don't remember exactly what I'm playing sometimes. The dream. Um, <laughs> the dream. Uh, and Tama is doing an amazing job with me. They are very supportive and uh, I love this brand. And, uh, um, but, you know, all drums are good. I mean, I, I don't want to make any uh, publicity for I, other kids. I play Tama. Yeah, so, you play Tama. And so, now yeah. I play Zildjian. Zildjian, yes. So Zildjian is my favorite. Yeah. We can just talk about those. I mean, this Mega Bill um, right symbol, 20, uh, 21 each, is, uh, is my favorite, you know. And it's, my, it's also a bit of my trademark now. It because is. Uh, I played a lot of uh, nuances on it. And uh, the bell is fantastic to, to add a... A spiritual aspect of the song in the songs, you know. So it's often <clears throat> replicated, like attempted to be replicated, but never. Yeah. The particularly like the old Z custom. Yes. Megabell, Pantera. Yeah. Like I would put. I always joke that there should be like a achievements in Megabell award. You know, mm. like the Grammys, but yeah. for <laughs> the Megabell, and it would be you. Vinnie Paul. Oh, come on. Uh, really? Yeah, there's got to be another one. Uh, it, literally just you two. Have <laughs> you have you ever seen the song from my band, which is me ripping you off? No, I didn't You've see it. You've never seen it? No. So, uh, <laughs> I will uh, definitely check it. I mean, it. it's, there's, it's one of two. It's one of two <laughs> moments where I've, I've used a Mario idea and then it's like not fully. I've taken yeah, your it's... concept... And then we made a song out of it. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't see it. So, But, you know, we, we all, uh, uh, it's an honor for me. Thank you for that. And it's, it's you know, I, I, um, I has been influenced by um, Abe Cunningham. And um, yeah. Pete Sandoval, actually, on the right, had a huge uh, impact uh, from Morbid Angel. Yeah. 
uh, all the ding, 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 you know, and... Um, With the feet going underneath, yeah. Exactly. Gene Ogland, you know, Sean Renard. So um, I also rip them off, you know, so... It sounds, uh, so, it sounds so bad when you say rip off. <laughs> Inspired. Inspired. Um, so my one was, and it was... I think the thing I try and bring as well that you definitely do bring is with with guitarists they can't really like they can to an extent but they can't really like emulate someone and then try and bring something new to it as much as you can with drums yeah because the stuff like so obviously Neil Peart mm. he kind of brought the paradiddle groove mm-hmm. and St- uh, Steve Garibaldi um, David Garibaldi um brought the paradiddle groove to you know popular music rock music and everything but everyone always followed the kicks with the right hand and then liquid fire yeah you played kick patterns Mm -hmm. which didn't match the hands and that was the first time i'd ever heard that and Mm. that's what i stole (laughs) whoa that's cool man (laughs) i didn't steal the whole thing but i think yours it's paradiddle and then it's yeah oh yeah threes yeah yeah three uh, like, starting with right and left drum exercise. Is that right and left? Yeah. Oh my god! So because if you play like just da 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 da, you're gonna be. It's it's uh, cantuplet uh, groups of notes. Y- yeah, five. So yeah, with parallel over the top. That just came from an exercise. Yeah. So it's, you sat there doing parallels, and then you thought. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, let's try to do a groups of uh, f- five on the feet and uh, starting with right, left, and I was practicing, and I said, hey, guys, I have a fucking great drum potence and just put a, a riff on it. Uh, they were like, oh, I got rolling eyes a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's every so time good. I, I'm, every time I'm bringing uh, uh, things like this, they're rolling eyes. Like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> I forced them a little bit to, um, to have this, technical aspect in Gojira because really if you know the guys uh, it's not really their um, stuff you know yeah. what I mean um, it's I mean all, that's but it, but it's normal I mean it's it's super cool they love it but it's they are not like super you know they are not like uh, peripheries guys or animal as leaders yeah. it's they are truly they have an organic way of playing music like very natural very simple and uh, and they are attached to that, you know. They are truly fans of uh, Sepultura, Metallica, Death. But they are not like um, as crazy as me in terms of a technical. Yeah. Technical. But I think that's what makes it. Yeah, exactly. Work it's a good really balance. Well. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Have you got anything? Any of your exercises that you know are gonna you're gonna try and make on the next record? Oh yeah, I yeah? have a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> Anything cool? Anything you can share? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you don't want someone to come no, out no, with it no, before I, you. I have some cool patterns, very uh, creative and very, uh, if you just listen to the drums already, it's something, you know? Yeah. So, um, and my brother is so talented to just add a fucking good guitar riff. So I'm, I'm confident few of my actual patterns uh, will end up in the, in the next album, probably. Awesome. Um, Into the Storm was... Uh, on the previous album, Fortitude, the yeah. just album we released uh, now two years ago, but uh, um, there is this song called Into the Storm, and yeah. it's it's the same. It's a it's a drum exercise, and Joe put a very melancholic melody on it, like a kind of black metal ish, yeah. and it's it became something very very cool. Cool. 
Yeah. Okay. I've got uh, I've got a question that I, uh, something that I heard third hand, so you can tell me if it's true or not. So, when you toured with Metallica, and maybe the first time, maybe the second time, did they take you out for dinner? Is there a is there a funny story about getting taken out for dinner with Metallica? Uh, f- yeah, they took out for dinner like two times, one yeah. in Montreal, one in Russia. Um, but uh, I don't remember the funny story. Someone uh, told me, and it's so weird to get it third hand. <laughs> so, what, what did he tell you? Someone told me that uh, you went, they took you out for dinner. I, I don't know, if, I think it might have been you and Joe. And they took you out for dinner. And then one of Metallica had a joint. Is this, is this true? We had an amazing relation with them. You know, yeah. like uh, every time we tour with them, we we also uh, try to uh, not be annoying, not asking a lot of questions. I think it's very important when you tour with this kind of person who is yeah. super famous. There is paparazzi everywhere. When you're touring with Metallica, you uh, once we were at the cafe in uh, Vilnius, Lithuania with James Hetfield. Yeah. And there were paparazzi everywhere. So it's it's crazy. It's very important to uh, to stay simple. I would say, I mean, it's just a feeling of uh, human interactions. But when we were with them, we, we didn't ask any question about uh, Injustice for All or the Black Album. You know, we were just like uh, um, trying to... Um, have simple conversation and not not focusing too much on Metallica. It's so it's, it's a strange one because they're I, I mean they're my favorite band of all time. Yeah, yeah. it's it's all of our uh, they're the godfather of uh, uh, heavy metal and we we it, it's a dream of everyone to tour with them. So how does it um, feel when you got the when you got the call to do the Metallica tour? Yeah, uh, that was mind blowing. You know, I was like so happy, like it was a dream come true. Um, I couldn't believe it, and um, I, I think the cool thing with them is it's they have their ear to the ground with listening for new music. Absolutely, like at that point, you weren't like it wasn't magma. It was yeah, it was a well of flesh. And, yeah, um, James Hetfield um, actually fell in love with the album, and uh, uh, Robert Trillio as well. So they invited us, and we were like a death metal band touring, you know, small clubs. So uh, suddenly we, uh, we arrive in this huge arena in the US. So it was a very big, big deal for us. And then they brought us in Russia, in uh, Eastern uh, Europe, Poland, uh, Norway, Estonia, Lithuania. We, we went everywhere with them. We played Stade de France also, um, it was the biggest stadium in France. So, And we had a, a very uh, good relation with them because the four of them are super cool. Super cool. Yeah. You know, we, we met a lot of bands and uh, there is 40% of them I thought were not cool. <laughs> the big bands I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, but Metallica is, is the coolest. Super cool. Like yeah. you, you talk with Kirk and is is uh, is as simple as us. He's, he's truly uh, humble. Robert is the same. James is a sweetheart. Even Lars is funny. He's funny, you know? Yeah. So, but I do remember that... Um, we we were drunk uh, in Montreal and we had to play a show the day after and uh, that was the worst show of my life because I, I'm I'm never getting too wasted the day before show but yeah. this time we were just hanging out with them so I you couldn't can't say not, no yeah so, you uh, can't not drink the Metallica so I um, I remember drinking some very strong alcohols and um, I I was fucked up so I went to bed and you know everything was turning and I. I 
And I woke up the day after I couldn't walk. I was like vomiting. <laughs> and You were vomiting? Yeah. Oh my God. So I played so bad that day. But we didn't care because we just hang out with them. Yeah. So, you know, I it would, was not important. I would fucking, I'll do anything with Metallica. <laughs> That's crazy. No, but yeah. I think, I, I think even just hearing that story is like, how fucking cool. Like being, no offense, them being that old, but knowing cool new bands and then just taking them out to party and out drinking the young drummer. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool, man. I think that's no, awesome. I had a good um, a good experience in uh, in Russia. Actually, uh, I jammed with uh, Jam Selfield in the practice room. Oh, amazing! So that's that is probably the one of the highlight of my uh, um, career as yeah. a musician. Um, it was a simple moment, you know. Because we had a good uh, relation with them, we were like uh, hanging out and um, with absolutely no tension. Uh, you you don't see them a lot when you tour with them because they are they have a busy, a very busy uh, schedule. You know, they're doing interviews all the time. They have so many pressure. You know, so sometimes we cross our path, but not so much. You know, uh, but I do remember in Russia, uh, I was talking to James in the dressing room, and it um, came to our dressing room actually. It was like. 5 p.m. and he said to me um okay do you want to jam with me for 10 minutes and i said i wanted to say no because i was too impressed but i said yes instead of no um because i wasn't sure should i jam with him and what about if i fucked up in front of him you know I, suddenly I, I i doubted i doubted you know I, yeah. I felt i lost a bit of confidence i was like what jamming with gems you know it's something else it, it's it's hard to process but then i said yes and i walk and i was a bit shaking you know it's stupid but but it was a long time ago as well probably today would be different you know because i'm older and more experienced what did you play with him uh so we we enter the room um uh, and um, he put his guitar on, and I, I was behind the kit, uh, Lars kit, oh, the green uh, Tama kit he's using in a practice. <laughs> I took the fucking sticks, and he was uh, looking at me, and I said to myself, don't think too much. Go for it. You know, we don't have time to adjust, or what do you want to play, or, you know? No, you're fucking with Jem Setfield in this room. You have to go for it. So I started... With a simple beat, like, but right away I put a lot of power on it. You know, yeah. I try to fucking go for it, smile and uh, be groovy. And he started to headbang a little bit, you know, and he played some. I, I have no idea what. I don't remember, but I know it was cool. But it wasn't. It was a jam. It wasn't like a Metallica song. Or, oh no, 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 no! It was a jam, and we jammed for two minutes, three, four, five minutes. It's long. Five minutes yeah. is long. So I threw some feels and I started to, to get into it. I didn't think I was jamming with James. I, ju I just thought I need to deliver something. I want to have fun. I, I, you know, I, yeah. So I, I was very proud of myself because in this kind of configuration, you can lose confidence and you can just fuck everywhere. You know, the feel is not going on the, on the one. You know, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But in fact, it was uh, it suddenly became very natural. So my brother heard that from our dressing room. So he ran and he, he entered the room and he, he saw me playing with gems. So he took one pick with his phone. Nice. Um, and then I thought, okay, five minutes is enough. You stopped the jam. So I stopped the jam, but in a natural way. Like... 
and I stand up, you know, and that's what's it. And I said, Jen, oh, fuck, man. You know, we hug each other, and they said, yeah, fuck, yeah, high five, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I said, that was awesome. And that's Amazing. It. Yeah. I've got a pair of Lars's sticks. I got his, oh, cool. I've got his actual stick. I've got two of them because this is how I know that he's cool. I don't know him, but he played with that in uh, Daytona. Yeah. So that was the exact sticks That's what you, you uh, just, had in a practice. You sat with the same, the tape and everything. Yeah, yeah See, exactly. I made, I made a downbeat t-shirt and it was Lars. It was like a Lars t-shirt because I love Lars. I, lo yeah. I love Metallica. I love, I love him. But he like, he's the reason I, you know, I'd never heard someone play a snare and a crash at the same Absolutely. time before. Yeah. And I was like, wait, I thought yeah, cra crashes need, had to be on one. We need to one. bring some justice for him because... Um, it's not about moving, you know, tempo-wise. It's what he created in the past. So uh, I'm a bit tired of, uh, you know, seeing all this conversation about Lars because uh, what he did create is quite unique. If yeah, you listen to fucking Injustice for All, it's, it's amazing. Unbelievable. And to play yeah. at fucking 60-something years old. Yeah. In, in, or 60, I don't know, sorry. Um You know, for playing for two hours and yeah. playing like long fucking Master of Puppets, eight and a half minute long songs. Yeah. yeah. It's like, very physical. And what he brought on the table back in the day, uh, you know, playing without shirts and uh, doing the, all these faces and, you know, standing up behind the kids is is almost more important than the rest. You know, it's the, the personality on yeah. stage for me as a kid. And me as well, yeah. Yeah, was just, I was just fascinated. It was not about the technique, you know, is it tight, is it like that? Nah, nah. I didn't care. I just saw someone behind the drum, a true personality. That's, so that's, It's yeah. funny that you say we need to bring in some justice because the whole, this whole podcast was supposed to be, it was going to be called And Justice for Lars. Oh. And it was going to be me talking to other people who like Metallica. And just like really? a, honestly, just a Metallica podcast because of because I think Lars needed some justice. Absolutely, never met him, but my friend Benji plays in that band Royal Blood, mm -hmm. and they supported Metallica. I made a downbeat T-shirt that had it was it was as if Lars was a wrestler. It was like a bootleg wrestler T-shirt, like a WWE, but it's Lars. And he wore it at that show, and Lars saw him and was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> They took a photo together, and then Lars's wife asked me to send them five of the T-shirts. Wow! So I so know cool. that Lars, Lars, the family Ulrich have a set of these T-shirts. So amazing. I'm just kind of waiting for the. Yeah. I want a family photo because <laughs> it was different sizes as well. I was like, can yeah. you send me specifically five of these? Yeah, yeah. So somewhere Lars is very funny. He's a very funny person and uh, a lot of culture as well. He knows he knows a lot of things. He's truly as you, as we all know a, a good manager as well as well. He has a sense of business for sure, but he's a truly uh, funny character with a lot of personality. So when you go to the restaurant with him. Uh, It's so cool. You know, you talk about movies and music and he's, um, he's, he's, he's a very uh, true character. He has a strong personality, but in a good way, you know? Yeah. I love this guy, really. Fuck yeah. Okay, we're going to move on to the final part of the podcast. I'm going to check my notes just to make sure that I got everything sure. that I wanted. Um, big section on Metallica, we did it. Um, oh, side note, are you playing the song... The way of all flesh. 
Yes, yes. Why did you laugh? Because it's another hard. No, because mark. we talk about it today, and we said, "Yeah, we should get out of the set." <laughs> oh, really? No, because uh, the reaction of the crowd was not like fantastic. You know, we are. Um, um, uh, I'm so sensitive to the reaction with the the crowd, so uh, I'm an analyzing a lot. Um, so after a show, sometimes I, I get out of stage and I said, "We should get rid of this song." You know, I have right, a bad yeah, feeling because vibe. I felt like no, no one re really react, reacted. You know? How can they not react to that drum fill at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing the fill and you're like, why aren't you fucking? <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes it's it's also a matter of intensity. Like um, the set is so intense because we play the heaviest matter, backbone, fucking flying weld. I can't this, wait. Uh, I can't wait. So sometimes I feel it's it's uh, almost a bit too much. You know, for the crowd. So when the world of flesh is coming, so should we go back? Uh, sh should we change the position of the world of flesh? But then you have this ending. It's a lot of reflection around, like I'm sure you you guys do uh, with your set list. Yeah, but it's, we. Uh, it's not as hard as you. No, but yeah, it's it's truly a, a matter of um, uh, dynamics. You know, it's it's like drumming. If you don't have any dynamics, you you suffocating a little yeah. bit. You know. Uh, so the the set list is the same. So the Wevel Flesh for now, uh, I feel like uh, the position is not perfect, uh, but we are going to play it tonight. It, I think. it gets difficult the bigger your catalog gets as well. Exactly. Like what do you remove? Because exactly. often the singles are made to get new fans, so the singles will be either less heavy or slightly different. Absolutely. But then they naturally become the biggest songs. Yes. And over what seven albums you've got. A Pick. It's a challenge. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but it's a good challenge. It's a good problem to have too many yeah. songs. And um, uh, but I true truly have the feeling that the Wevel Flesh is not at the right pl place right now. You know, have I'll I be. I'm gonna scream when you play it tonight. <laughs> so you get the vibe. I'm oh, just okay. gonna scream as loud as I can. Okay. The end of the podcast. What we do? We're gonna we're gonna curate a dream festival. Before that lovely French man tells you about his dream festival. Let me tell you about another dream festival that's actually happening in real life. Not at night, I mean, at nighttime, but not at nighttime in your head, at nighttime in real life. Mario's gonna be there. Mystic Festival in Gdansk, Poland, from the 7th to the 10th of June. They actually hit me up about maybe coming and doing some podcasting there. Unfortunately, I'm on tour, but I had a look at the lineup and I couldn't believe how sick it is. I'm trying to bring the downbeat there in 2024, but. You want to go in 2023. Check this out. Your Thursday, Friday, Saturday headliners are Ghost, Danzig, and Gojira. Rats, Mother, Plastic Bag in the Sea. You've got Behemoth, Spirit Box, Electric Wizard, Watane, Carpathian Forest, Grave. Employed to serve Sylvan Harriet. What is this? The Powerful Woman Day? That's awesome. LLNN. Love that band. You got Greg from Dillinger, solo set. One stage on the Saturday, Alcest, Perturbator, Meshuggah. The biggest band in the world, Sleep Token, Voivod. Is Jason Newstead still playing in Voivod? If so, I would be punishing him at that festival. It's in a shipyard. We can only imagine that looks really cool. Assuming my Google Translate is right, 669 Zloty for a three-day pass. That is about 125 quid. That's less than half of a normal festival of this caliber. Plus, you've got Gojira. Who, what more do you want? Gojira and Meshuggah on the same day. 
Jesus. I mean, there's probably a lack of Jesus, if anything, behemoth are there. www.mysticfestival.pl You should go. I want to thank them for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Now let's get to Mario and his dream festival. Dream festival for Mario Duplantier. Right. I'm going to talk you through it. There's a reason that I haven't previously told you, because I want it all to be natural. I don't want you to think about it. The only rule... It's, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a dream festival. It could be, you know, you woke up and you, oh, I had the craziest dream. We were playing this festival and this happened. So if at any point you think of something that couldn't physically happen, you can still have it as a dream. Okay. The only <clears throat> thing is that Gojira is playing. So that's going to change your answers. You have to think about it. So where what we're going to start with the Dream Festival of Mario Duplantier? Where in the world would your Dream Festival be? Um, <laughs> you know, one of my dreams is to go to a Bali in Indonesia. Oh, so let's start like this because I'm a surfer guy, you know. Yeah, and um, I'm obsessed by waves, and um, I need once in my life to surf in Bali. You know? Oh, is, is, so, it, is it a good... I think I tried surfing for the only time ever in my life in Bali. Really? And I fucked... Never my, been to Indonesia. I yep. fucked my stomach up because I didn't oh, know, shit. like... You're yeah, supposed you, to wear you need to shit. wear it. Yeah, you yeah. wear anything. Of course, man. <laughs> I'm not a surfer. I'm a bodyboarder. It's a bit different. It's a shorter board, but anyway. Uh, because there, there is a big war between surfers and bodyboarders, and uh, I'm not part of it, but it's, it's stupid. But anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bodyboarder. It's a, it's a I think ball. that's what I did. Yeah, and I still fucked myself oh, up. Oh, yeah. But it was uh, in Bali. So let's start in Bali. Nice. <laughs> I'm on the beach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. You're on board already. <laughs> what would your dream accommodation be for the festival? Now, you don't have to think of realistic festival accommodation. You can think... Where, where, what's my dream like place to sleep or you know place to be staying if if Joe came to you and said hey we've been offered this festival in Bali you'll never guess what the accommodation is I mean a little cabin on the on the surf spot on the beach would be perfect nice like a little one yeah. of those little wood, wood a things. wood a natural you know a little little um, yeah cabin on the beach nice just maybe like all the bands could have these cabins you've got the beach You've got the stage on the beach. Exactly. Bodyboarding. <laughs> I don't know where it's going, but uh, there, I is... love the idea of just uh, be able to watch the ocean uh, and um, th uh, from the stage and the backstage area. Okay. So, yeah, we'll have the whole backstage. Maybe <clears throat> the stage is in front of the ocean. We'll yeah. Figure out something the, like this. Figure yeah. out the tide logistics. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll sort there is that no out. tide. Yeah. Okay. So what is, we're going to get to the music, but what is catering? So if you're, again, your dream situation. Um, I'm not that picky, but... Um, some of the rest of the band are Something healthy, you know? Yeah, vegan. My, my brother is vegan. Um, I, I'm, I'm not vegan, but um, I'm not eating a lot of uh, fish and meat. Con not. Conscious eating. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm very, very. Um, no, something healthy, something um, um, not too. Um, we have to. We have to say simple. To stay simple, uh, 
Is there I, a favorite restaurant of Gojira? Is is there like a place where you're like in a certain country and you're like, oh, let's go here for dinner? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not that picky, you know what I mean? But Is uh, anyone in the band picky? Come on, throw someone under the bus here. With the food, you mean? Yeah. Uh, Christian is the most uh, picky. Christian, the guitarist with the yeah. long hair, is, um, is all about food. He's, uh, he, he, he's a good cook as well. And uh, he loves food. He's uh, obsessed, you know. Okay, so let's build the catering is for Christian. Not okay. Okay, so w what are we having? <laughs> What's his favorite restaurant? I mean, it is is so French, man. Is he loves French restaurants? Oh, but we we are different. Joe, for example, hates it. Hate it. He, he, Joe loves vegan food and vegan restaurants. You know. So no, I will I will go for vegan. We'll go, we'll go vegan. Vegan catering. Maybe some sort of French, a French, French vegan Michelin starred vegan restaurant. Why not? Why not? On the beach in Bali. Yeah. Bodyboarding. But let's, let's stay um, coherent with what the local could offer as well. You know, we, we don't want to, uh, to have too much diversity if we, if we can have something like um, is coherent. You know what? It, <laughs> you know what they love in Bali? Magic mushrooms. They're, <laughs> they're fucking everywhere. In Bali, for some reason, magic mushrooms are legal mm. in Bali, but everything else isn't. Yeah. And the same people that sell you them, I can say this, you, don't have, you, you, can, you can't say this. The people that sell you the magic mushrooms in Bali, they'll ask you at the same time, they'll go, this is a lesson for anyone watching who goes to Bali. And because magic mushrooms are legal, you can buy them in a shop. But if the other people are like, oh, you want cocaine? Or you want anything else, and you say yes, they go, they run off, and then they come back with the police. Mm. So, no, no, none of that. No one do that. We're in Bali. We're on a beach. We've got a big stage. Mm -hmm. Who is headlining? So this is Mario Duplantis. We're going to have three. Gojira is playing. So where do you want to be on the bill? Ideally. You want to be on early? You want a headline? Um, <clears throat> yeah, sure. I, I would love to headline. Yet. You want a headline? <laughs> no, I mean Radiohead. Um, Radiohead. <sighs> Metallica. We need to stop. We need to stop. We need to stop. This is why this part of the festival exists, because we, we, get, we hit a common ground on something, and then we stop. So we've got Radiohead. Supporting Gojira or a Gojira? No, on? headlining. You know. Radiohead cool. headlining. Yeah, Depeche Mode, why not? Oh. Headlining as well. Nice. Yeah. Marvin. Uh, you have to put some metal on there or else no one's going to come. Okay, I'm Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. Gojira, Radiohead, Depeche Mode. Give me one more. Give me one more heavy band. Tool. Oh, what a festival. <laughs> I'll be taking those magic mushrooms. If, if Tool's playing, I'm on. Okay, so then on a smaller stage, is there a, a a band or a younger band or even just a small band that you think more people should know about that you like? Ah, there is a lot of them, but um, let me think. You can think. Shit. I, that's fine. I should have told you, but I could actually just interrupt here and say... Do you guys brought Knock Loose on tour, didn't you? Knock Loose, good answer. 
Thank you. My name, is, my name is Mario. I'll be answering these questions. So, Not close. Because I'm friends with those guys. Did you guys approach them, Metallica style, or was it a they got submitted for the yes, tour? Yes, they yeah. got submitted and uh, we said yes. Cool. Because we love them. And uh, we toured the US with them. Yeah. Amazing. They're so yeah. young as well. Yes. It's crazy. I love them so much. So young, so good. Yeah. And particularly on their, the last EP they did, like huge Gojira influence yeah. as well. But like early Gojira, there's like, I can't remember the name of the song. I think it's like the second track on the EP and it sounds like something off the link. It's, it's great, man. I love this band. They are super chill as well. So right. yeah, Knock Loose for sure. We got Knock Loose. Okay, dream after the show party or straight to bed. What is your, dri- what is your dream? So you don't have a show the next day, so you can do whatever you want. I mean, just hanging out with good people, you know, good lights. Uh, I'm very sensitive to the atmosphere, the lights, you know. Is uh, this okay for you? We yeah, it's great, man. <laughs> Thank you for this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. He just turns up and gives me this beautifully hand-painted. Yeah, you know, I, I'm spending all day to uh, paint on drum heads, you know, and um, it's, uh, it's a good way to recycle my drum heads. Uh, so um, most of them, I use them on stage and, uh, and then I draw on them, you know, I sign them, I sell them. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's one of the passion of mine. I love it. So I'm doing, yeah, so a cozy light, uh, good drinks, uh, good people, you know, good music. And I'm not like a crazy party uh, guy, you know, uh, but, I, but I love to hang out. I love to laugh and um, I love to drink as what, well. What would, the, what would the drinks be? What's, what's your ideal drink? I love beers. Yeah. Simple. Like a lager? Or have you, do you like fancy beers? You're an IPA guy? Yeah, IPA. I, I take whatever we give me. Yeah, yeah but IPA. this is your I dream. Like- <laughs> You're not taking, taking anything. Oh, man, I don't know. Every day I would have a dream, a different dream. But um, yeah, IPA. A couple of IPAs. Yeah, I want to go exactly. to this festival. That's it. We're good. We're done. Okay, champagnes. Champagne. Oh, yeah, champagne. very fucking okay. French. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the downbeat. Thank you, man. Thank you so I'm much. I'm looking forward to seeing you tonight. Yeah, sure. I'm going to scream during the Wave of Flesh okay. so you get a decent vibe. Deal. Thank you so Th- much, thank man. Thank you, man. Thank you.